Hey my friends, this is Nishant and to welcome to the Nishant Garg show. This is not just a podcast. It is a mission to help you live a fulfilled life and spread mindfulness awareness. My job on the show is to invite world class experts to extract the practices, routines and habits to help you live a fulfilled and abundant life. This episode is part of my new experiment. I was seeking answers to some life changing questions. I asked myself, what would it look like if I ask a same set of questions to world experts in different domains and share it with you dear listeners? Some of the questions are how do you deal with setbacks or failures? What makes you happy and fulfilled in life? Any advice to people who are seeking ways to feel good? What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? What's your morning routine look like? Why having a morning routine is essential in your life? So today's guest is Dr. Tim Bono. Dr. Tim is a faculty member in the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis, where his teaching and research focus on positive psychology and college student development. His work has been featured in a number of national media outlets including NBC News, CNN, Fast Company and the Associated Press. Over the last decade, thousands of his students have taken his popular courses on the psychology of young adulthood and the science of happiness he summarizes the research from those courses along with how his students have put that information into practice in their own lives in his recent book happiness 101 simple secrets to start living and well-being without further ado here is tim this is tim bono recording responses to the questions Question number 1. What does your morning routine look like and why have why does having a morning routine essential in your life? Well, I wake up every morning including weekends at 6:50 a.m. and I begin my day with 10 minutes of meditation. I have a small alcove in my bedroom and I find that is perfect for sitting in silence and focusing on my breathing. And this really helps to center me and begin my day feeling refreshed and relaxed. As soon as I finish that, I generally open up Pandora to jumpstart my day with some upbeat music while I make my bed and brush my teeth. Um, then I make breakfast, usually a bowl of cereal and a protein shake. And only after I've completed those things will I allow myself to check email or respond to text messages or do anything else on my phone. And one thing that has helped me establish this routine is that I no longer keep my phone on my nightstand. I used to be one of those people who even after I had gotten into bed and under the covers would be scrolling through my phone responding to emails and getting lost in random cat videos on Facebook but I found that was a huge waste of time and often made it more difficult to fall asleep and then as soon as I woke up the next morning the first thing I would do was reach for my phone to check email and text messages before I even got out of bed and sometimes that could be a source of anxiety or otherwise get me thinking about what i was going to do about them and that was kind of useless because at that stage of the morning i'm not at my desk or in a position to respond to them and yet my mind would be consumed by them entirely so my routine now is that before i go to bed i put my phone in that alcove where i meditate and i keep it on airplane mode so that i won't even see or hear push notifications on my phone until after i finish my meditation and those other parts of my morning routine are are complete and i found it a much nicer way to start the day without any interference from phone alerts or work issues i'll get to those work tasks soon enough but i choose to begin 
the day focused on the simple pleasures of the morning. And that approach allows me to bring a good mood and a refreshed state of mind to whatever is waiting for me when I get to work. Number two, what do you do when you feel overwhelmed or with overwhelming life goals? Well, if I'm feeling overwhelmed by a large number of tasks that I need to complete in a short amount of time, I'll first create a list of everything I have to do, and then I'll order them by importance, and I'll set deadlines for them uh, based on what I need to complete them by. As much as I hate deadlines, I do find that they light a fire under my feet to get things done. I also pay attention to how I prioritize my time and my energy. I try not to stress out about responding to every email immediately. Once I get to work, I start the day by identifying particular projects that I want to have completed by the day's end that will help me feel accomplished. Because I find that sense of satisfaction that comes from making progress toward the goals I really care about goes a long way toward my overall mental health and feeling good about myself and feeling good about my work. Because otherwise, if I let myself, I, I could easily get swept away into the constant stream of emails and small requests that come up, uh, but that would not really allow me to, the, the time that I need to get some of those more important things done, and I wouldn't feel that satisfaction from making progress toward those large-scale goals. Certainly, this is not to say that I never have days where I get lost in some of the more mundane details and tasks, but I try to reserve my best energy for the more important projects. And when it comes to overwhelming life goals, I do my best to break those down to their component parts. Um, for example, when I decided several years ago to write my book, I, I didn't just sit down one day and say, hmm, I think I'm going to write a book and then just start writing. I started with an outline, a brief sketch of what I wanted the contents of the book to look like. And then I took each chapter individually and I focused on each one's component parts, allowing them to sort of take shape and evolve very often in ways that were different from what I had originally envisioned. And I think that's one of the most important things I've learned in life is that it's important to have goals and to pursue them, but it's also important to have the flexibility to allow things to take shape as they will and to go with the flow and sort of correct course along the way. And I believe that approach has taken some of the pressure off and often minimized just how often I truly feel overwhelmed. Inevitably, there are still days where I feel like I have more to do than I reasonably can. But on those days, I do the best I can with what I'm able to bring to those tasks. Um, and I forgive myself for the circumstances or poor planning that allowed me to paint myself into that corner. And I try to extract a lesson in time management that I can use to prevent myself from finding myself in that situation in the future again. Question number three, which is what makes you happy and fulfilled in life? Any advice to people who are seeking ways to, to feel good? Well, I do everything I can to prioritize three key areas of my life in particular. The first of those has to do with my physical well-being. I build in time most days for exercise since physical health really is at the foundation of psychological health. I also do what I can to get a good night's sleep each night since we know that the brain does a lot of work to strengthen neural circuits that play out in emotional well-being and mental acuity during the day. Second, I keep a gratitude journal and I make it a point to focus on good things in my life that I might have lost sight of. Um, in the age of social media, it has become increasingly easy to compare our lives with everybody else, but that's really no good recipe for psychological health. Um, and gratitude is so important for breaking the social comparison cycle and instead redirecting attention to those good things that I had likely been taking for granted. And third and most important, 
I make it a point to connect with close family and friends as much as I can. I have a really close friend who I often will call on the way to or from work most days just to chat. And then I get together with other friends as often as I can as well. I enjoy cooking. So it's always fun to have friends over and to break bread together and just enjoy each other's company. When I've had a bad day, those are the people who can help redirect attention away from whatever's bothering me. And then when things are going well, those are the people who help me celebrate and extend the positivity of the good days. And fourth and final, how do you deal with setbacks or failures? Well, I try to observe setbacks and failures very matter-of-factly and extract whatever learning I can from them. I've come to acknowledge that setbacks are part of life, and very often it is the people who have succeeded the most who also have failed the most. But what fueled their success was how they responded to the failure. Instead of interpreting setbacks as a signal of defeat, they used them as a source of motivation and a source of information about what they could improve about their next attempt. One of my favorite quotes is from J.K. Rowling, who once said, it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all. In which case, she says, you fail by default. And J.K. Rowling is a great model to live by. She had many failed manuscripts before Harry Potter was published, but she took each of those rejections in stride and she kept at it, using feedback from each, reje each rejection to improve future versions and ultimately positioning her to unleash her masterpiece that sort of took the world by storm. So I try to draw inspiration from others who have failed and still found a way to persevere. When things don't work out as I had hoped, I reflect on it. I think about what I can use from that experience to improve my next attempt. And in the process, I practice self-compassion and I do what I can to restore my mood. Uh, and some of my best strategies for that or are consistent with what I do more generally to take care of my mental health. I'll talk things over with a friend, practice gratitude for the things that are still going well for me, go for a run, get a good night's sleep, and then direct attention toward other goals. One of the most important pieces of advice I received from one of my mentors was to not allow the disappointment from yesterday's failures take away from my ability to work as I can on today's goals. And I try to remind myself of that every day. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode today. If you did enjoy this, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or you can visit https colon slash slash nishangarg.me n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g dot me you can also share this episode with your loved ones to help them live a fulfilled life you are not alone in this journey we all struggle in life there is no shame in talking about it i go through my highs and lows i get depressed and these practices help me in living a resilient life you can also do this you got this don't judge yourself you are doing the best you can and thank you so much again okay.